Hey, Kurt. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. We've got a, a, a sponsor this week. I, that's awesome. It's Distilled Experiences. Find your experience at distilledexperiences.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry, and this week sitting down with me is none other than Curtis Conrad. Kurt, what's up, buddy? Oh, nothing much, man. Just enjoying life. <sighs> How are you? I, I am staving off infection, ah, which stave. is a kind way of saying that I'm trying not to get sick in this turbulent time of the holidays. I understand that one. It's, it's, it's good. Lucy's sick, so... <laughs> <laughs> we'll pull through yeah we're, we're, we're working on it i also yeah. like the uh you didn't mean to but stave oh yeah but I, there we go yeah hey a couple of things up top before we get into flying blind first and foremost the movember charity campaign is going on for just a little bit longer seeing if we can actually hit our secondary goal of 750 dollars. we did originally hit our 500 hundred dollar goal and i thought oh we can we can easily do something more and so that is still available for people to donate to. Uh, there's a link in the description below for you to go and check that out. Thank you all so much to everybody who has donated already to to the the charity campaign. That's pretty freaking awesome that that even that even happened. So yeah, no, that's so awesome how yeah. and how quick it happened as well. Oh, it, it so blew thank me you away. Very, yeah, yeah, thank you very much to everyone that has donated and that will donate because that. That is a really great thing that yeah, it's going to. Absolutely. And I know that like this is you know kind of a hard time of year for people. They're trying to save up for holidays or Christmas gifts or, or whatever, what have you. So if you can give, great. If not, totally understand. It's just it's just part of it. Mm-hmm. So So flying blind. So flying blind. Uh this is uh I for for anybody who is a patron of uh the the show it's bourbon night you may or may not have heard of it um depending on <laughs> i'm just kidding y'all know who it's bourbon night are uh i was on the drink more bourbon podcast that they do for uh their patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash it's bourbon night and uh chad actually blinded me with this so i figured that i would uh, blind you with it as well curtis because well, thank you um yeah it's different we'll see okay very oaky. After this is not the first time I've had this, of course, and it seems like it's been changing every time that I have had it. Okay, I'm getting the oak, getting a little bit of a smokiness. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not getting a ton on the nose, though. Other than that, but. I think the palate is really where this shines. And this is where it starts to starts to throw me off. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely the the uh sorry, jeez. No, it's okay. The going from the nose to the palate. It really just evolves what the you're getting on the mm-hmm. nose. I'm not getting a ton of extra complexity within that i'm getting a lot of the oakiness of what you got on it on the nose (coughs) 
sorry also if i'm coughing in the background a bunch it's because of me trying to fight this <laughs> this nastiness but i, I want to go ahead and tell you what this is because it it means it's gonna be more interesting to talk about it with you knowing what it is because this has really thrown me for a loop okay so this is rebel yell 100 okay this is uh the newest release in the rebel yell line so of course it's 100 proof it's a weeded bourbon I would not have gotten... That's the thing about it that really throws me off. Because I would... I mean, again, this was given to me blind at one point. And I I, I told Chad, I thought it was a high rye bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a weeder. It's not supposed to be spicy. and But it is. You know, but it's, it's quite spicy. Hmm. But it's really good, though. It is very good. So what? How do you declassify <laughs> sort of that? It's not your stereotypical weeded bourbon with sweet notes. I I don't even know. I mean, I, how did they do this? Is what I'm trying to figure this out. This is a distiller's absolute dream to have something so different come out of a product that is stereotypically one way or another. Yeah. I'm st- I'm getting some nuttiness. I'm getting some of the the peanut flavor coming through on the palate now. Yeah. With that being said, I'm not. I would have never guessed that this would be a weeded bourbon. No, no, not at all. I, I and it sitting at a hundred proof is kind of odd too. I feel that it would be probably like a ninety proof. I didn't. I didn't get the hundred proof. It honestly. Felt a little young to me, too. No, I don't know what the age is on it. Yeah. It's not an age stated, uh, so it's over four years old. I mean, it is straight bourbon whiskey, of course, but I I just don't know. I mean, this I would assume this is probably four to six. Yeah. Maybe six to eight. I don't I don't really know. But yeah, that I think that it's uh, I think I have to agree with you that it being a hundred proof. I mean, there, there's just so much about this that I'm, it just throws me off the scent, you know? It I, throws like, you off the trail. I just don't, I don't know what to say about this other than it has just surprised the heck out of me. It's different. It's so good. It's, it's so very good. good. And, okay, what do you think the price point is? Mm. I want to say price point's probably sitting at 35 40 Twenty dollars. Oh gosh, <laughs> I like that because yeah. I think that's what the price point should be. I th- I kind of think so too. I mean, you know, that's kind of my assessment of what the what the age would be on it mm-hmm. as well. Because I mean, legitimately, I don't know what it is, but I mean, it, it's not like they're bottling a you know a ten, 10 to twelve year, year old bourbon it, at twenty dollars. So it only makes sense for it to be four to six. Or yeah, so. I, I wouldn't quote myself on it, but I, I'm pretty sure this is probably four to six. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Anyway, that was Flying Blind. Curtis Conrad, what have you been drinking recently? Oh, I've been drinking quite a bit, man. You have something in front of us that... Uh, it's been a while since we've split a bottle. Yes. This, I... I'll let you tell it. I'll yes, let you talk so... About it. I went to uh, a liquor store and found Wild Turkey Decades. Ah, the Master's Keep. The Master's Keep. 
and it was just so random because it was sitting i mean so the decades was a 2017 release it's sitting 10 it's aged 10 to 20 years and sitting at 104 proof and it's delicious it's so good Mm -hmm. i think it's one of my it, it might be my favorite release of the master's keep line so far and i loved revival which came out last year same here but this one i think is a little bit more classic turkey it is in general it's more of their their palate and yeah what, what their profile is yeah the the crazy thing about this bottle too is not only was it just sitting on the shelf but it was sitting on the shelf about 20 dollars less than what msrp was yes when it first came out and as soon as you told me that i was like we should probably get this bottle. <laughs> well, that's what I kept thinking too, because I asked the price. He said uh, one twenty-five, and I I said, okay. Um, are you sure? Is that one twenty-five? Is that what you said? And uh, he said, yeah. It just was random. I don't know why it was there. Why it was sitting next to it was sitting next to like a Booker's, and uh, next to a. I don't get it. Well, yeah, and I next, just don't get it. Yeah, and next to, <laughs> I believe it was like a Rebel Yell or something. <laughs> I don't know what. I happened, don't know what to tell you, man. But I, I, I was, I was all for it. Yeah, because it was, it was really good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do you want, do you want to have a little bit? Yeah, we should. Have okay, let's have. Yeah, let's have a little bit of it. And a little backstory is, I was looking for something to bring to Thanksgiving, and, uh, and thought. Wild Turkey for Turkey Day. <laughs> and sure enough, you brought uh, you brought some of the good stuff for mm-hmm. it. So I, I did the same. I wound up bringing uh, Rare Breed to Turkey Day because I was like, oh, you know. But I also brought 101. No, wait. What did I do? Did I bring the Rare Breed? Yes, I did. I take that back. I brought the Rare Breed and 101. And I was like, yeah, Turkey Day. Turkey Day. <laughs> Oh, this thought is real. Gonna, this is gonna long be and str- hard about that one. <laughs> this is gonna be a struggle of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also have been drinking Weller Special Reserve. I saw that up so. on your on your shelf. We're not. Uh, by the way, we're not in the normal studio uh, because Lucy was sick. I was like, maybe we should get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to record get offsite. Get sick. So yeah, yeah. I didn't even ask you how your your Thanksgiving was. It was very nice. Yeah. How about yours? Mine was very nice. Very nice as well. One thing about my my Thanksgivings is that we typically kind of are all over the place, so we uh, we just have a lot of different Thanksgiving events that we to have get to, to go to. Yeah, so I think that's a big thing with people on the holidays mm-hmm. this time of year, Thanksgiving, Christmas. They're always traveling, mm-hmm. whether that be you know thirty minutes cross country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else you've been drinking? Other than that, that's that's been the majority of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about you? Uh, like I was saying, you know, I had some turkey products for Turkey Day, of course. I uh, I finished up my my part of the Beagle Rare blend. Okay. Um, that video is on YouTube. There's a link below in the description of this episode too for you to go check out. Uh, find out what I I put in there after last week's episode with Matt Porter of ADHD Fishing. Um, you can check out that episode. It's really fantastic if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, maybe one of the the most emotional episodes we've ever done. So 
You okay. definitely want to go listen to that. Yeah. Um, also, my, our good friend Dustin came in this weekend, uh, as he and his wife do just about every month. And uh, I, I was like, well, I guess we'll break something special out. And I had just a little bit of uh, what was given to me by Dixon Deadman of uh, Batch 9 Kentucky Owl. Okay. And so we finished that off this weekend. And I was like, you know, special times. I guess so, both of us were drinking well. Yeah, we had a pretty good, uh, pretty good weekend of, <laughs> of selection. Mm-hmm. So not gonna, not gonna complain. No, not at too all. Too much about that. So we, uh, we've started doing this thing on the show where we talk a little bit about news uh, that's going on in in the world of bourbon. We're also gonna, you know, be talking about um, some listener questions and some topic suggestions and everything. But one of the things that we've also started doing is finding articles you remember that article from a couple weeks ago that was so so weird (coughs) do we have another weird one (coughs) yes and this is from robreport.com robbreport.com headline is how matthew mcconaughey is trying to get a new generation to love bourbon and um First I'd like off, to know. For, here's the thing. Let's let's start off with just this headline. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's true. <laughs> All the way through. The, Which part? The um. Well, hold on. The sub subheader is the actor teams up with Wild Turkey in Operation Barbecue Relief to cook for the homeless and first responders who were putting out LA's fires. So immediately, I'm just confused as to what this article is even trying to tell me about. Are they trying to tell me that Matthew McConaughey is saving bourbon, or are they trying to tell me about this awesome philanthropic, 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 know, philanthropic thing that uh, he is doing with Wild Turkey? And um, the is the, the act of giving. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. Gonna know inspire, because, like. The next generation to drink bourbon? So they, okay. So this is from earlier in November, uh, right? And the first line is, on November 4th, Matthew McConaughey turned 50 and decided to commemorate the occasion with his first ever post on Instagram, a social media platform that's been around for nearly a decade. Thank you, Rob Report, for that information. Um, It... It talks a little bit about his his work as an actor, but then kind of segues into, and it's such an awkward segue too, about how he's teamed up with Wild Turkey to be their creative director. And like the article itself is basically two paragraphs before it goes into a one, two, three, four, five question interview. With, with McConaughey. Okay. So what does McConaughey say? So the first question is, what inspired you to team up with Turkey? And he said their authenticity. Cool. Get it. Great. But he doesn't really explain anything that goes back to the headline of how he's trying to get a new generation to love bourbon. Yeah. Right? It does a little bit. Um, it... He says, I came on board to help reintroduce bourbon drinkers to Wild Turkey and also to introduce a new generation who might not know the brand. 
and their values align with mine. The kind of person I strive to be is very similar to the type of people at Wild Turkey. So I said, I can get behind you. You can get behind me. There's a symbiosis here. Let's work this out. And I was on board. But that doesn't explain why okay. he's pushing it to a new generation. Okay. Yeah. And so I here's my here's my issue with this article. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it a little bit more. This is starting to lean into something that kind of killed bourbon back in the day. And it wasn't that people were doing this to bourbon, it was what they were doing to other liquor brands outside of bourbon, gin, vodka those kinds of things in the 60s and 70s with the rise of the popularity of James Bond and the and the martini and stuff like that bourbon of course fell by the wayside became grandparents drinks so i think that there i i don't anticipate this working out the way that they think it should right i commend him for wanting to come on board with wild turkey but I don't see what he's saying that he's trying to push it to a new generation. Yeah. I mean, does it have to do with Long Branch? Does it have to do with the fact that he's... Yeah, I am wearing a Long Branch hat, by the way. I, I pointed <laughs> yeah. to my head as I said that. But, it, I mean, does it have to do with the fact that he's in all these commercials for them? I just don't see these two things line up. And I'm worried that if he, he or other people push this a little too far it might be bad for bourbon how do they push it too far i don't i don't know yet that's the thing it's like maybe by commodifying it commodity yeah that's what i'm trying to say okay by by making it i don't know maybe i'm being a little too snobby with it am i being too snobby with it i'm not sure if you're being too snobby with it i just don't know I agree that I don't see how he has perf- there none of his actions have really put out saying I'm enhancing the brand to push towards this new generation of yeah. drinkers. I'm not seeing any action or anything that he's put forth to do that. Kind of how I see I think it's good for Wild Turkey if they are able to uh get Matthew McConaughey on board and really to push some of these initiatives. I think that's good. I don't know how, how much it's really helping going to help the brand of wild Turkey. I don't, I don't really know either. The only thing I can think of is, you know, it, it is good to have, you know, some celebrity spokespeople a little bit to on their commercials. Their commercials are really well done. That's true. Um, and pushing true. past it you know, your general Kentucky audience, they they had more of like a New Orleans kind of style. Mm-hmm. Looks like that might have been what they were going for. So I think that's good for him. I think the commercials having him within that, I haven't, I just want to know what creative, why they gave him the creative director position. Here, Here's. Is it a false title? Really? I don't, I don't, I, it kind of feels that way. Yeah. Here's my my other big issue with this because that makes it seem that he is in the some of the day-to-day yeah and some of the this is how we're pushing and i and i don't know how much of that he's actually yeah instilling in their marketing the other big problem i have with this though (laughs) 
he's not making wild turkey. Well, no. I, and I think that it's kind of not giving credit where credit's due by ignoring Jimmy and Eddie. I I just, I think, I don't know. I I haven't fully like fleshed this out, but like my immediate reaction is this is not sitting well with me. I guess so. You know what I mean? I understand. I I think I'm, I think I'm more upset with there. There feels like this weird vibe of we're just, trying to commodify wild turkey in a way that makes it feel cheap mm. by having a a spokesperson like Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Does that make sense? Like I don't I, I don't think that. bourbon needs I don't think it's celebrity cheap. spokespeople. I would agree. I don't think that it's really making it cheap or like kind of commodifying like you were kind of saying i I don't see that aspect of it i think it's more of a on a national level having a spokesperson can help and can help grow a brand in that sense so i don't see it that way i just don't think it's actually I think it's the way they presented Matthew McConaughey as this creative director that will be in kind of the helping with the strategy. Sure. I think that's where it gets a little off. Because Jim Beam had, you know, Mila Kunis. That's that's true. But I think the difference there is they never said (laughs) she's creative director or, you know. Yeah, absolutely. She was obviously a celebrity spokesperson. I, I would also like to see... You know, if we're assuming that he is pushing the the brand of Wild Turkey to a new audience mm-hmm. or a new generation of consumers, I kind of would like to see the numbers from before he came on to after, as opposed yeah. to afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. is it really going to be that much different? I don't know. I can't imagine that it would be. But at the same time, like... I think I think we need to not put the cart before the horse when trying to say that that he is this kind of implied savior for a a heritage brand that has such a strong following already. Yeah. I haven't seen anything that he's put that he himself has put forth to really strike up a a kind of a revolution of a new generation of drinking bourbon. <laughs> I haven't seen anything like that. No. I kind of treat this as he is a celebrity spokesperson that probably does do I'll, he does do more than just being a celebrity spokesperson. But I don't think it's enough to say he's creative director of pushing a brand such as Wild Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't see it moving the needle. I don't. I don't really either. Point. I don't really either. So anyway, I, I think the, that's the problem with the article. Yeah, is you're give, you're saying this, but you're not giving any fact to say this is what he has done. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll move on. That I would like to hear everybody else's thoughts on this as well. Tweet into the show at my bourbon pod. Send us an email. This is my bourbon shop at gmail If you have thoughts or anything, um, I'll also share a link on social media to that article. Let's move on to something else that has 
This has perplexed me, Curtis. Okay. And it's, I think, um, I think I saw the podcast tweeted earlier about this, and they said it's that time of year where we all collectively think, what were they thinking? <laughs> and that's with uh, Whiskey Advocates' top 20 bourbons of 2019. I haven't seen the list. Currently, they only have 10 of the top 20 out. Sure. Okay. 10, um, 20 to 10, right? No. They went 1 to they 10? They went 1 to 10 first. Okay. How weird is that? That's odd. Yeah. Again, what were they thinking? <laughs> I suppose so. So five out of the top 10 were bourbons. Why would you reveal your number one I don't know. before There's your no... number 20? <sighs> ah, okay. I don't know. Continue. I don't understand. That's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to yeah. talk about the bourbons that are on this list. Sure. Okay. Coming in at number seven, old Ezra Barrel Proof, age seven years old. Okay. That was kind of a dark horse for me. Um, I'm not, you know, I, this is not me giving my top 10 yet. Yeah. But that one really did kind of grow on me throughout the year and found out that I really did like it. To- cool. Totally fine with that. Yeah. Six, Woodford Reserve Batch Proof. You, I, I'm very give or take on that one. You know, we've had it before. It It is what it is. And, you yeah. Know, it's good. It's, yeah. Top 10. Probably not. <sighs> Number four. Heaven Hill Seven Year Bottle and Bond, which of course has not made it to the Kentucky market yet, but so we, we couldn't, we wouldn't know. Well, I mean, I do have that sample from Heaven Hill, yeah, which I guess you haven't tried yet. I haven't have tried you? it. No. Okay, um, I th- I think that it deserves to be on a best of 2019 list. I don't know if it necessarily needs to be, um, you know, this high top five on a list. Number three, I'm I'm all for this. I think, honestly, this is in a pretty good spot. It could have, you know, I, I'm not sure how it's going to fare for me just yet, but Woodford Reserve, that's not it at all. <laughs> but Four Roses, Small Batch Select. Okay, yeah. Fourth Rose, newest re- release, 104 proof, non-chill filtered, blend of six different recipes from Four Roses. Fantastic product. Yes. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Their number it's available, one, price is good. It's yes. Yeah, exactly. Their number one whiskey... Of 2019. And that was number... That was number three. Okay. The only reason I'm skipping over the other ones is because they're not bourbon related. Sure. That All just, right. you know. I mean, number two was a doer's product. It, it is what it is. Okay. Number one, though, is the George Dickel Tennessee Bottle and Bond Whiskey. You pulled that bottle out and I said, that's number one? <laughs> this this is number one. Um, Curtis, would you like to drink... Yeah, I'll have a sip. <laughs> some, some of... If whiskey I remember, advocates number one bourbon number one whiskey if, yes of 2019 if i remember remember right this is very popcorn and uh-huh nutty forward and it's still pop popcorn and nuts <laughs> yeah literally i'm going to a movie theater but am i like, not Am I not respecting that more, or I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Again, what were they thinking? Yeah, I don't know, man. What are they thinking? Mm, there is no way to say this is the number one. This is better than Four Roses Small Batch Select. No way. Yeah. Get Absolutely off. not. That's crazy. 
I don't I don't agree with that at all. Who made this list? Whiskey Advocate. I know. <laughs> not Fred Minnick anymore. He's not, <laughs> not been there in a while. But holy moly, this is a I feel I feel like I'm unpunked. <laughs> Same here. This doesn't make sense to me. This is their number one whiskey. And look, it's not bad. No, it no, is no, not. No. And this has really opened up. I will say that much. It has really yeah. opened and up I since we first it. tried it. It's interesting. It's unique. To say it is the number one whiskey, that's oh. a stretch. What were what were they thinking? Kentucky Owl Batch 9 came out this year. Yeah. Confiscated came out this Confiscate. year. And I know a lot of people gave Confiscated crap. Confiscated is a great bourbon. I don't know how there, people could the, put... There's not even a rye on this list. Old Forester rye came out this year. Yeah. <laughs> there's not one rye I don't, on this? I don't, under, I don't understand. Maybe it's in the top 20 instead of the top 10. But... And this okay, is for let, sure... This is for sure their... This is for they're sure their through. top 10. Really? <laughs> is that what that's meaning? Yeah. Because I want to give them the benefit of the doubt of like, no. okay, maybe if that's the... No, they have announced it on multiple platforms. As their number one. As their number one. Okay. It's December 2nd, not April 1st. <laughs> but it feels like April 1st. It feels 1st. like April 1st. I'm getting punked. I don't know. Where Ashton Kutcher, where are you? <laughs> what... What celebrity spokesperson are you going to be for? <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it. I I do think that it's a very quality product at $35 a bottle, 100 proof, 14 years old, 13-ish. You know, it's it's not a bourbon. It's a whiskey. Fine. Whatever. Don't care. It. I have just had so many better things than this this year. And it's totally subjective. I mean, sure. we, we can hem and haw over this all day. But you ultimately know, ends up to whoever ex- exactly is you know? looking and and tasting it. Now, let. But I also think there has to be some Your sort face of face con- got really contorted there for a second. <laughs> like this is a big thought. <laughs> yeah, but I also feel like there has to be some sort of consen- consensus of no, nah, this is good. This well, is there's got to near be. the top. There's got to be. I mean, it's a it's a magazine. It's not, you know one guy writing a blog saying here's my top 10 it's not us saying individually here's yeah. our top 10 well it could be a magazine that freelance somebody out did it, but <laughs> what are you trying to tell me <laughs> i don't know have I'm... you been writing for whiskey advocate and not <laughs> would i put that as holding back one? for me Probably yeah not yeah now at, i i don't i don't want to say that this is bad by any means i know no. i was a little extreme in my reaction but it, there's so much better stuff out there. Yeah. That has come out this year. This is good. It's good. It's just not great. It's not number one. So who would you put as number one? I don't know yet. Okay. I've still I've still got a lot of like thinking and, just name and a, work to do. Yeah, I'm just meaning name a few whiskeys. Um you know, in this realm. Old old Forester Rye is definitely up there for me. The four rows of small batch select as we've already talked about. Even the the two, well, really, all three of the Kentucky Owl products that have come out this year have been fabulous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, William LaRue Weller's been great. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof has kind of disappointed me this year. Um, the Booker's releases have all been good, but I don't think that they've been great. 
mm-hmm. so far. I haven't tried the the last one, the beaten biscuits, but um, I don't know. I guess it comes to little name game. Booker's releases this year over George Tickle. Yeah. Bottom would you? What would you say? Uh, definitely Booker's. Okay. Um, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof over the same. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So you know, I mean, just... but even I mean, I I think that I would put all three of the Elijah Craig releases and all four. Well, okay, I've only had three of the four Booker's releases ahead in a list of this George Dickel bottle in a bond. Yeah, this bottle for me in my if I were to make a top twenty, it's a change of pace, like number fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> you know something yeah. that's that's different. Not many people are going to have that some of this stuff on there. That's what I would put this as. Yeah. I don't disagree. I'm also pulling out other stuff for us I to see that. try. Yeah, we never did talk about this Wild Turkey uh, Master's Keep Decades. Sure. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. No, I and, and I was saying earlier, too, that, uh, you know, it is kind of reminiscent of older turkey mm-hmm. or just kind of that classic turkey profile. And I really do stand by that. I think that it's, you know, if you're trying to tell people what wild turkey is like, this sure, is, it's expensive, but this is... It's really good. It's real nice, Clark. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. It's amazing how much... Uh, the more bourbon I have, the better I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not amazing. No, nah, not amazing Just at all. kind of expected. <laughs> yeah. Here, uh, let's let's try something else as we're uh, getting into this last bit before okay. we, we get into our review. Sure. Um, this is cool. Larceny. This is a Larceny barrel pick. Oh. It's called Why So Delicious, and it's With... got the Joker from uh, The Dark Knight on the back. Where is this from? Uh, this is from the Bankhead Beverage Store. And uh, I honestly, well, I don't know where this, uh, this store is located, um, but our... But Dustin, who I was just talking about earlier, um, he bought a case, and I got two bottles out of that, and uh, so I wanted to share this with you. Well, thank you. I love the the labels on oh the, the fo- barrel pick labels yeah, yeah, yeah. on most of these. The Photoshop work on this is really good too. His uh, he's holding a bottle of water. I saw that. Too. Yeah, it's pretty great. I. <laughs> I guess you can say this is parody, right? Oh, no, it absolutely is. So I suppose that's why they can't get them on copyright? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> well, that's the same thing with the... Uh, I'd be interested to see... It's the same thing with Riff and Morty. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You know, is... I was I was really waiting for <laughs> Dan Harmon to say something to... Yeah, well, but, I mean, just... again, he has bigger potatoes to... exactly i am interested in that though yeah is is it just so low-key that nobody i think that's got to be it that you know nobody is like I, really paying attention to I, it it's it's one store pick you exactly. know yeah i mean what, what are they gonna what are they gonna do anyway so uh last point of conversation before we wrap it up and get into our review uh, this is a question submitted by a friend of the show and longtime listener adam terry and he asked, what are your top three bourbons that you've purchased in 2019? Something you took home, not just a pour at a bar. Hmm. It's an interesting question. Okay. Yeah. It's very interesting. 
I'm going to go ahead and say Wild Turkey Decades is one that top purchase of 2019. That was a special bottle that came out of nowhere, man. Yeah. Just out of left field. <laughs> out of 2019. It's yeah. not a 2019 release, though. Is no, that? I don't think it has to be. Going? I think okay. it just has to be something that you've purchased this year. Yeah, Wild Turkey Decades, that's, that's one. Also a little bit of recency bias. Uh, well, yeah. But even still, I mean, I would have looked back on this and gone, that was a really cool yeah. purchase. Uh, do you want me to go for one, too? We can kind yeah. of go back and forth. Yeah, sure. Uh, surprisingly enough, Little Book Chapter 3. Hmm. I yeah. was so excited for it, but reservedly so. Like, I was worried that it was just going to fall short like the other Little Books kind of have so far. And, uh, you know, we did that review of it a few weeks back, and I was so pleasantly surprised by it. And, you know, I... I didn't wind up uh, with any BTAC this year, which was the first time in a couple of years that that happened. But honestly, like That's I, all right. I'm so okay with we it. We still got to try it. Yeah, exactly. And for free. Well, yeah, that is that is true. Um, but that that bottle, yeah, bring being able to bring that home was really cool. Yeah, I'm starting. Th- this was a con- a question that I hadn't even really thought about until right now. Oh, and me, I know I put you on the either. spot with it. I probably should have. Giving you a little bit of prep time. I think I got a second one, though. Okay. I think my second one is going to be Wilderness Trail Bottled and Bond. Oh, the the rye bourbon? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... I mean, just everything of Wilderness Trail has been so good, and I've, I've really enjoyed kind of me kind of growing up with them a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not so much, you know... Growing up, growing no, no, up. No, 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 I totally get what As far saying. as, it's a brand that has has just started. I've just started, I mean, not just started, but a couple of years ago, just st- started to get into bourbon. And uh, this is something f- for the first time for me yeah. of like, oh, this is a new distillery. And I think those craft one, craft uh, distilleries have just been really, really great. And so I'd say <coughs> more Wilderness Trail rather than a particular bottle. Yeah, but just kind of in general. That's been a good one. Yeah. Um, This is a little sentimental. Chad and Sarah's pick for their wedding. Mm. A mash made in heaven. Yeah. It was a 13, 13-year-old, I think, uh, Knob Creek pick that they did. And uh, the part of the barrel head, I don't know if you know this or not, part of the barrel head went into Chad's wedding ring. No way. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. That's man. super cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about that. Uh it's a it's a fantastic pick and you know, being such good friends with them too. It was really special to have something to kind of take away from that. And uh I had I had a pour of it yesterday while I was working on my guitar. Oh, it's a good bottle. Mm-hmm. It's a really good bottle. You'll have to have some when you come over next. Yeah. Yeah. Number three for you? Number three. I think I'm going to let you go with number three first. <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, I I actually might lump... I'm going to lump two into one. Okay. Because they're from the same occasion. So I, I was asked by uh, Iverson of OBC, whom you know, we talk about all the time. He's been on the show, yada, yada, um, to go on a, a Russell's pick. With with him and the crew from BHG, okay, and uh, wound up not just picking a, a 
barrel of Russell's reserve, but also a Kentucky spirit pick. And, uh, I'd, I'd never done a pick before with, uh, with a master distiller and mm-hmm. like Eddie was there the whole time. And he's like pulling from the barrel himself and pouring it for you and talking about, you know, all the different warehouses and, you know, how, how they affect the aging and, you know, talking about what his favorite warehouses were and everything. And so, uh, anyway, so both of those picks, are great and i you know maybe it's because <laughs> i was on them that i feel that way yeah but um I, I finally got to get a bottle of each of those recently and so i'm gonna lump both of those in for my number three just because of how how cool that experience was and like when i talk about wild turkey you know i talk about that experience and how yeah. cool it is to get to go and hang out with the master distiller while you're doing a pick and everything. So anyway, that's a cool, I mean, that's yeah. just a cool, <laughs> cool story. It's, in yeah, it's a really cool story. Yeah. It's so funny to, to listen to, you know, just different. He asked, what's your favorite bottle that you top three bottles that you mm-hmm. bought this year? I would assume expecting some, Oh, this, because the juice in it was so good mm-hmm. like you know the bourbon in this was so awesome and the nuanced of such and such and t- like talking experience, about the notes man but it's all about the, the story that yeah. that happens with it and that goes back to my my third one yeah is the uh maker's mark private select for keeneland oh man i didn't get to go that on the was, pick i wish special um yeah well but, that was way before you you were ever at keeneland yeah you decided yeah. on that it blend. was um but like something like that just being able to be in the launch of it and being Mm -hmm. able to make some stuff for it and uh being able to be at the launch and get a bottle of it and all of those kind of things it was the just an experience that was really cool and it's great bourbon no no it was it's fantastic and it was it was really cool you know i i feel like there's two sides of this coin of the podcast there's all this stuff that I do for it, and it's all so like production heavy and bourbon heavy and everything. And you know, you know that thing of when you were a kid, and you're like, when when I leave school, my teachers don't; they sleep at school, right? <laughs> yeah, like their lives don't matter. And it's not. I'm, I'm saying this, and I don't mean it in this. But they way. don't have a life. They don't have anything else going on outside of it. Yeah. And like at times, my brain does that with the podcast too. It's like, oh, Curtis and Swan just <laughs> yeah. they kind of they they just go. they disappear into the ether after they leave my house. <laughs> yeah. And like to kind of step into your world too and see that part of it, and like see you talking with people that you work with, or you know, some of your bosses and everything. Like that is something that I really treasure being able to share with other people, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think that's one of the big reasons why bourbon is so important to me because, you know, Same again, for me it's, too. Not, it's not just about <laughs> cracking open a bottle of old crow and, and what's gr- and, and going to town on it and what you, know, you think is good. And yeah, you know, exactly. It's like, about the people you've met it's, through it. It's the community. It was, yeah, exactly. Cause and, that's another going back to, you know, Oh, they don't have lives, you know, on the other <laughs> coin of 
like a lot of people didn't know, a lot of people that I work with don't know that I do a podcast. A lot of people that I Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're and I say, "Oh, you know, I I you know, I really love bourbon. I I do this, I do that." And you know, yeah. some of them are like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Do you I, yeah. do you though?" Yeah, 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 but then you know, we show up and it's like, "Oh. Oh, yeah." You're you, real. <laughs> yeah, you're real. You do know what that is. You uh, do stuff outside of work. Man, I, I, this conversation makes me want to add another bottle on. Can I do an honor? It's, it's not do even an fair honorary. to call it an sure. honorable mention because it's so, it's so special to me. <sighs> Man, okay, so, I, I, I won a bottle of Kentucky Owl Confiscated. And I didn't crack it until I went and sat down with Dixon for the most recent episode that I did with him. Not the, mm. the podcast within the podcast or the Beagle Rare episode, but when I actually you know went and did a whole episode with him on uh, National Bourbon Day. And uh, I, had him, I had him sign it, too. And like he was just baffled as to why. Y'all know Dixon. He's the most humble man in the entire world. Yeah. But like he was baffled as to why I would even ask him to sign it, you know? And like it just goes back to how cool this community is and how willing so many people are to just open up and let you into their space and allow you to share in those experiences with you and everything. So this this t- conversation took quite a turn. Yeah, it went from <laughs> what's it? your favorite bottles to uh, stories. So what's been yeah? What's been your favorite bottles. experiences yeah. from from this year? From bottles you bought, I guess. Maybe we should. Maybe that'll be one of the ways we wrap up this year. Is talk about what of our our favorite bourbon memories that we've made been yeah this year. So yeah, we'll we'll There's come quite a few. We'll, we'll come, come back, back to, to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that kind of does it for our uh, our conversation for the episode. We do have a review that is on the table. This is now the this is the third Jim Beam product we've done in a row when we've done a review. Huh. I kid you not. We're loving the Jim Beam this year. Apparently so. They've just had a lot of stuff come out that we've felt the the need to talk about. This is the brand new Baker's single barrel. Uh it is 107 proof. It does say on the official label that it's 7 years. Uh, but it does say seven years minimum. Okay. In this case, so it it's eight years, six months. Uh, and it was barreled on or in January 2011. So let's go for it. Yeah. I've loved on this bottle a little bit. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, as, we're, as we're talking, as we kind of tend to do from time to time, because we are both graphic designers by trade, what do you think of this kind of new design for the baker's products? I think I've talked about it before, but really just a progression of what Jim Beam's doing with all their products. Just making it more modern, sleek, still with a bit of this rough and tumble kind of look. Yeah. Kind of what Booker's and had looked like before, what Baker's had looked like before. I like the new bottle. I do too. Um, when, When we looked at it before, when we just looked at the flat image that was online. Yeah. Um, I think I remember saying that I was just kind of okay with it, but actually having it in hand and looking at it and seeing all the different bits of it, I, uh, I really like it. I think it's nice. I think it's nice it's like and the visceral. Legend bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also, 
fun little touch here is that on the top of the cork oh yeah uh, it has this metal it's not metal but this faux metal faux metal yeah. like ring that would go around a barrel yeah which is kind of cool i like it this is kind of fun too on the top it has Mm -hmm. This kind of raised 107 proof bakers. It's got all the same information. Yeah. And I can't think of a, I don't think there's any other product that's got that on the uh, on the cork as no, well. I don't think I've seen anything like that. Yeah. I don't think so either. So, still pretty cool. What do you think about the nose on this one, Curtis? I don't know. Let me try. First, first sniff. Very good. Very, cherry cordial, cherry pie, baked goods. Baked goods is really what kind of sticks out for me. Um, I'm getting a lot of, a, of cherry. Kind of a rye bread. Not an artificial artificial cherry. Mm -hmm. Like a very nice. Not a maraschino cherry. No. Like a real cherry. Real cherry. None of that fake. I really like this. Deep, this nose. There's some like deep cinnamon and clove notes in there too. And like the, there, there's a very specific vanilla note to it too and it's not french vanilla it's not like vanilla extract maybe it is vanilla extract either way very good nose yeah very very complex i really yeah i really think that this nose will probably be i haven't tasted it on the palate but i think it might be the top i don't know man palate's pretty great <laughs> palate's pretty good yeah oh it's so creamy yeah It's like, it's like apple pie a la mode. I mean, there. Th this is really now where I start to get the the vanilla bean, vanilla bean flavor. I'm really getting a bread pudding. Oh, thank you. That's what it is. Thank you. Oh, it's so good. But there's still like a fried apple yeah. flavor in there too, and I think that's where the cinnamon is kind of coming into play. Mm-hmm. The finish is not as long as I would like for it to be. I was going to say the same thing. I'll say thing. that much. Because um, there's not really much of a Kentucky hug. The flavors aren't really going too far. But I, I think that overall, it's, it's good. a solid product, this man. This is very solid. If, if I had to name a distillery of, of 2019, Jim Beam would probably be it. I think so. Which been I don't know if I would have ever said They've before. been killing it, man. But there are there have been so many good things that came out of Jim Beam this mm -hmm. year. I mean, again, Little Book 3. Now, I'm just going to name the ones we've reviewed in order. Yeah. Little Book 3, Knob Creek Quarter Oak, this. I mean, like, yeah. it's... <laughs> Bookers. It's crazy. The Bookers releases you know, have been They good. haven't been as... As great as, like, I no, think last year's been, was really But they've really still good. been good. Yes. Um... The Knob Creek single barrel picks, of course, are fantastic. I've not had a bad Knob Creek single barrel pick this year. Me either. I mean, I've had nine-year-old picks, and I've had 14- and 15-year-old yeah. picks. Uh -huh. And all of them have been great in their own right. I don't know what it is. I I think it's... Is it the fact that they have, like, these products that are just... They can just put out, and it's that good? Because with, you know, some... Some, like, like but let's say Buffalo Trace... Uh, and like BTAC and Wellers and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know when those are coming out sure. and everyone seeks them. With with Jim Beam products, I feel like... It's a lot more under the radar. It's a lot more under the radar and some yeah. people are like, oh, 
and I guess it's because they it's something that they can put out all the time. Like it's just their product line. But man, it's good. Mm. There's even like a mixed berry note in the middle of all that. Yeah, the the, the finish I think is the the weak point. The weak part, but yeah. it you know again, it's not that it's a bad finish. It's just there's not much to it. It's short. Yeah. So I don't know. This goes for sixty dollars a bottle. So this this becomes where we talk about the points of contention. Okay. So at sixty bucks a bottle. You're getting an eight-year, 107-proof bourbon, single barrel. Or, for $45, you could get a 120-proof, potentially 13, 14-year Knob Creek single barrel pick. So, does this get lost in the market? Can it get lost in the market? I think it can get lost I in think, the market. I think, I think it, it can does. too. And, you know, as far as, like, potential products that they could have been putting out on on the market i think that if we're just looking at from a dollar standpoint this was kind of a misstep but at the same time like there's there's so much about this that we have to consider bakers is a little bit more of a premium product for for jim beam it's a lot more and i would say it's small a bit batch. of a premium yeah higher than a knob creek Single barrel. Yeah. But then... <sighs> but it gets lost because it's a higher price point and people are like, Knob Creek single barrels are sometimes better than what a baker's would be. Yeah. I And then you jump from, okay, well, if, I'm, if I want to get bakers, then I'm just going to get bookers. In some instances. You are... I mean, you are edging dangerously close to the, the booker's price. I mean, if we're just looking at MSRP, it's like yeah. $65, $70 for bookers. And you're sitting there going, well, I want the, I like the higher proof. Yeah, I like, exactly. At least we do. Yeah. I like the higher proof. I like what bookers has to offer. I, I don't know, man. There's but this just, is good. <laughs> no, it, it really is good. And I think that that's kind of what we have to judge this on is, you know, what the quality is, and then, you know, as we kind of always do with the price, you know, does it warrant the price point? So It definitely warrants the price point. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's right. I think it's perfect at what, you know, Booker's and, and this. I think it's a good price point. I think it just gets lost a little bit. Okay. I'm ready to, I'm All ready right. to score. So we have a scoring system of nose, palate, finish, and price. Each category is out of five, and then we total it up for a score out of 20. Let me let you know whether or not it is worth your time. Nose for me is a four. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it's just, it's so deep and rich and inviting and, dang it, man. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It is really good. What do you think? Here's my question. Is okay. your palate... Higher than the nose? I don't want to give anything away, but um, it is because you said it's very close. Okay, it's very close. Okay, it's not what you think it is. Okay, it, I don't know what that. Okay, means. I don't know what it means either. Anyway, all right. Um, so for <laughs> I, I assumed a lot with that statement. I apologize <laughs> for the nose. The nose for me is a four too. Um, it's a four. Sorry, two. 
Um, yeah, I got gotcha. A 42. Wow. A 42 out of five. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. That's not what the system. It's illegal. Um, and these made-up rules. But it's really, I mean, it's just so much of this baked goods, the sweetness. And it's what, on the on the nose, it's inviting. It's mm-hmm. It's really, really good. And then the progression into the palate, it changes on you a little bit and has more of the the savor savory not as sweet notes um so yeah i I give the nose a four yeah i gave the palate a 4.25 okay (laughs) i thought a little better a little bit better i i mean i think that's the first time that anybody other than me has done like a point two (laughs) or like a chad's done it before too Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but like I think that it does introduce more, but not so much more that it's really pushing it too far. Yeah. So, yeah, a quarter of a point higher. higher. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll uh, I'll match you and say that <laughs> the palette is a 3.75. Wow. Okay, you are doing your own math, and I'll... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll do mine. You so do. So you yours. win a quarter yeah. point up. So you don't. And I think, win a quarter point down. So you don't think that the palate's as good as the nose? I don't think so. Interesting. I really think the the sweetness and the nice, just kind of baked goods. Yeah. I really enjoy the baked goods kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's because my palate, you know, leans more towards. It leans darker. Yeah. A l- darker and a more of like a weeded. Yeah. Well, well, that's true too. That's true. I, I know this isn't weeded, but uh, no, no. But that that's what the weed is kind of lean towards is they're yeah, more yeah, yeah. sweeter. Yeah, sure. Rebel yell one hundred for Fair exception. Enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That's true. Um, finishes. So I think three point seven five. It's funny. I finish unfortunately is the weakest point. It's a two. You know, it, it lingers slightly, but there's nothing else that is really introduced. Basically, no Kentucky hug, even at 107 proof. Um, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I know, right? That's wild. I, I think that's kind of one of the reasons that I like this so much is that it drinks so easily yeah. for its for its proof. But, yeah, I can't go any higher than a two. Than a two. Give it a 2.385. Yeah, I'm going to give it a (laughs) 2.385. I thought about doing a 2 point. I was thinking 2.5, but then you said 2. And I know that shouldn't take any any indication on what my rating is, but there's not much there. It's pretty low. No. So, yeah, 2. So, 2? Yeah, Yeah. I think I I have to give it a 2. Yeah, it's a pretty bland finish. Yeah. But and maybe that's a point of contention where oh it definitely we were, is for me what we were talking about on you know well, if I'm gonna get Bakers then yeah. I'm gonna get Bookers because mm-hmm. Bookers finishes well and I it maybe this is just not the best single barrel you know I mean I will say it is pretty true to Jim Beam the Jim Beam profile but I I think that you know if I remember correctly I like the the Baker small batch. You know, which is seven years and 107 proof. I think I like that better than this product. Yeah. Um, just just by a little bit. Well, okay. 
I like the finish on that better than this. I think overall this has a little bit more punch to it. But, yeah. Uh, uh, in that realm, though, uh, I gave the price a 3.5. Okay. Because I still have a hard time thinking about the fact that I could get 120 proof 14 year for a little bit less money. And, you know, if I paid a little bit more, I could get a higher proof for... Oh, shoot. I didn't consider this. So Booker's is typically about six to eight years, depending on the batch. Hmm. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> 3.5. Okay. <laughs> uh, I went with, to round things out, 3.25. Because we're all about rounded numbers here. Uh, yeah, I mean, the price is good. I, I'm not going to sit here and, and dog on the price. The price is good. Uh, the reason I'm I'm saying that it's not as, you know, a four or something like that is because you can get an Ob Creek single barrel mm-hmm. uh, for a lower price point. Yep. It's not going to have some of these <coughs> different nuances of, you know, for the most part, Knob Creek, you're not going to be offered with some baked goods nose, some sweetness. You're not. You're. You're just not going to get that. Or with Booker's, you're not going to get that. No. So I think that's that's the only difference. Is it's a nice in between. Sure. On. It's a good middle of the road thing that you're going to get some of this sweet. But I, in terms of our palates and and what we prefer, we prefer more of this higher proof, darker notes. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that's why. 3.25. I mean, it's a good price. Yeah. So what's your, your final score? My final score is a 13 out of 20. Okay. I gave it a 13.75 out of 20. Yeah. So really not that far off. I think overall this is pretty much a recommend. It's a good product. I'd recommend it. Yeah. I, I don't think that it's I would bad say, by any means. I think it gets lost. And I would say... I think so too. This is a recommend. And I know... That, recommend with an asterisk yeah i know that i i go to the liquor store and i'm like bakers nah and i'm sure you go to the you know liquor store and you're like bakers nah. Uh, i mean not all the time i mean i i did unfortunately you know towards the the end of its run and okay it's still i think it's still available a little bit but the the baker's small batch okay i do still have quite an affinity for all right yeah but for me i'm always like i'm gonna go to the something different yeah i i think that the single barrel is going to get a little bit lost but if we're just taking it on its merits it's good stuff it really it's really is. good if yeah. we're just taking it off of what what it is i like it yeah i agree well that does it for the review for the episode we are actually introducing a new segment what to the podcast this week and i'm kind of throwing around names for it and i I I I can't I think I want to do something like I had one that was real dumb. It was gonna be like this bourbon is hotline. <laughs> okay. But like the bourbon hotline is just Oh okay. you know, it, it's just like it just falls flat. I mean it could be this is my bourbon hotline. We could stay really on brand. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you what do you think? Okay, let me explain the premise of this segment yeah, before we actually get too far into it. So uh, the number that we used for you all to call into the show 
uh, when you were leaving uh, voicemails for us to listen to on the podcast for the uh, 100th episode, Spectacular, is actually still active. And uh, if you are interested in calling into that number, it is 859-428-8253. One more time, that is 859-428-8253. And you can still leave us a voicemail, and uh, we'll listen to it on the show, respond to your questions or comments or whatever you might have. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty pretty fun. So I don't quite know what I want to call this segment just yet, but... We'll, f- we'll figure it out. If you have a suggestion, tweet in again at my bourbon pod or this is my bourbon shop. Yeah, I want, I want to include we, we, the the hotline. Yeah, I know, sort but I don't, I don't like, know how to. It's do- hot. Line. <laughs> <laughs> like people call in, they're like, they give their best. It's hot. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But I also could see something of, you know, something stave or barrel or sure yeah uh, we'll, we'll, figure we'll figure it out, it out. yeah let's move on to uh, the first caller uh for this new segment whatever it's going to be called uh this is our friend ian also known as ian that bourbon guy on uh, on social media so here is his message harry new riff super fan here hey i was wondering when we're gonna have our next meetup i miss you guys that's it bye Ian called himself the New Riff super fan there, which I, I like a lot because Ian's all-time favorite distillery is New Riff. Yes. So Ian's question there was, when are we going to have our next meetup? And uh, I guess this is the perfect opportunity to talk about when that's going to be. The plan right now, um, and I, I, I want to talk with Curtis a little bit more about this. This might be an off-air conversation. Uh, the plan right now is to do kind of late April. Uh, where we'll do the the next official big meetup uh, of the listeners, and we're going to do our next live show. Uh, more information on that's going to be coming soon, uh, probably after the first of the year. And uh, yeah, overall, it, it it the the official one is going to be uh, in April, maybe early May. I'm kind of this is again what what I need to talk to Curtis about <laughs> off air. Like, yeah, I just want to make sure that because like I want. You know, last year Swan was there, but Curtis wasn't able to be there, and so like I want you guys both to be there this time around. Um, so we're gonna plan that a little bit better. But so for you listeners who are interested in uh, coming and hanging out with us again, basically, you know, late April, early May—that's what we're gonna be looking at. I think you guys are really gonna like uh, this live show too. Um, I, I've had a couple of really cool ideas that I've been kind of swirling around but i think that the one that i've settled on is going to be super cool i think you guys are really going to enjoy it so a little bit of sizzle for you (laughs) they're moving forward so that was that segment whatever it's going to be called hot wine bling (laughs) (laughs) i feel like and then you're calling in to the 1-800 hot line (laughs) 1029. Oh, man. Anyway, th- thanks to Ian for calling in uh, for the, the first time on the segment. Curtis, we're not done just yet. No, we aren't. We do still have tips and bits. Yeah, we do. To get through. What are your tips and bits this week? Uh, my tips and bits this week is I Christmas music. It's about that time. <laughs> what do you mean about that time? 
it is that time. <laughs> it's getting close. It's December 2nd. So I gave you a day. Um, it's December 2nd, and I just love Christmas, man. So As I, has been stated before on the podcast. Multiple times. Yes. Yes. yes, indeed. But this year, we're having a little twist, and I have a Spotify playlist that I am going to, as long as Perry allows. Yeah, I will allow it. I know where this is going. We are going to share it onto the podcast, and I have it's curated by me. I prefer it. I think it's pretty nice, but... Uh, so everyone can listen to it and get into the holiday spirit. And, you know, you're you're on your couch, you're drinking some bourbon. Maybe you just turn on the the old playlist. And so the playlist name is called You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for anyone who hasn't seen The Christmas Story, is... I'm an just, official Red Rider Carmine action 200 shot range model air rifle. <laughs> exactly. And so that is just a classic line from that movie. And it's my favorite Christmas movie. So I made it. Your sh- you'll shoot your eye up. That kid. is fantastic. And uh, it, you know, it has all some of the classics. It has some of the newer stuff. Um, it's all very, you know, Frank Sinatra, Michael Buble. Oh, yeah. um, awesome. Seth MacFarlane for, oh, for nice. anyone that hasn't listened to his, uh, his Christmas album. He's good, man. Oh, it's so good. Good Christmas, stuff. Seth MacFarlane's a really good... Uh, Chris MacFarlane? Who's that? Sorry, I said Seth. Is that his brother that wasn't as successful? Yes, exactly. Oh. He's the one that did... Uh, I was trying for like some obscure... Oh. <laughs> I was for trying whatever for... whatever reason, the Mandalorian started playing. I was playing wondering what my, that was. On my iPhone, I apologize I was going for, for some obscure like animated cartoon like adult cartoon that nobody had heard of but i couldn't think of one so yeah so big mouth have you watched big mouth have we talked about big mouth on the podcast before i don't think we have but do you like big mouth i haven't watched it i can't really tell it's so funny i have i'm I'm a couple seasons behind okay uh but it's on netflix it's john mulaney and um um shoot nick kroll sorry okay yeah. yeah and uh really good it's it's weird that's what I'll i've been that told much, that's what i've been told it's really really funny yeah. yeah this season of bob's burgers has been great <laughs> i know it's been i know so good did you watch the thanksgiving no episode? i haven't seen it yet uh, i, I said to lucy the other day i'm sure we have a, a bob's burgers thanksgiving episode and i haven't seen it yeah. so by the time this episode comes out I will definitely have seen it. Yes. But shoot, no, man. I. It's really good. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Dang it. And my favorite Bob's Burgers Thanksgiving episode, maybe this will be my tip and or bit. Okay. Um, Is the one where the turkey wi- keeps winding up in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> He's originally yeah. going to do a three-day a three salt brine. Yeah. I guess I guess a two-day salt brine will be okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's okay. A one-day salt brine's just as good. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Mean. <laughs> anyway all right <laughs> anyway uh that is easily my favorite thanksgiving bob's burgers but the the halloween one this yeah, season was that was good anyway um that's one of my favorite shows of all oh, time. It, me too easily easily yeah. one of my favorite shows of all time I, that would be a great halloween costume some oh, year for sure bob i'd definitely Linda. be bob yeah oh, i could do I, i'd do that all day long Mike anyway <laughs> Or Gene. Gene uh, cracks Gene, my shit Gene up, costume man. would be fantastic. Gene's so man. funny. Do you know the the, uh, uh, the theory around Gene? No. That he's actually gay? Oh, yeah. I think we're he's definitely... He's gotta be, right? He's gotta be. I it, I mean, 
it's maybe not even a theory. It, I don't think it's a theory anymore. I think it definitely yeah, is. Yeah. But anyway, that's just doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great show. It's fantastic. Go watch Bob's Burgers. Yes. I'm probably and, gonna go home and watch some. And we will create the link for. Yes, for the Christmas for, you'll playlist. shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Oh, also, I got to plug another show. Uh, he because... looks like a pink nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take it off? Mm-hmm. I just did a, a visual gag for an audio medium. Yeah. Sorry, I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> also, I know I've talked about it on the show before. Maybe this is like the third week in a row that I've talked about, or third week in general that I've talked about it, but uh, Watchmen on HBO is so good my cousin actually is an editor for hbo oh okay and so he's kind of you know every week we've been watching watchmen and he kind of it you know he's texting with me and my dad and my brother going back and forth like oh i can't believe that happened or wait until you see next next week's episode and we're like stop doing this to me yeah (laughs) like oh i can't wait but it is if you're a fan of the original watchmen comic absolutely go and watch it they only have two episodes left in the season it's killer i would do a whole podcast just on that show yeah (laughs) (laughs) to be honest but anyway yeah that was tips and bits thank you guys so much for listening this week kurt where can people follow you on social media on instagram you can find me at kurt con on twitter kurt underscore con 15 and if you want to follow me i am at p ritter 1492 on all social media channels if you want to follow the show though it is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can send us emails to this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. You can send uh, us AIM. You can send us at instant ooh. messenger. Yeah. <laughs> that is a throwback. I had to reach pretty far deep into my brain. Yeah, to, the, to pull well, that what's back that? Up. Yeah. Oh, AIM. Yeah. Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. We it's don't not have set that. Up. Wouldn't that be funny, though? How funny. Somebody's like, In a day of Facebook Messenger, we (laughs) decided to set up an AOL Instant Messenger (laughs) account. That'd be great. Yeah. Classic. Uh, No, I would love to start reading out questions or comments from you guys uh, uh, that you send to the email as well. So if you would like to do that, please consider, um, you know, sending us an email. Again, that's this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. One big thing that we would really love for you all to do is give us a five star rate and review on iTunes that really does help us out. Uh, it plugs us a little bit more into the iTunes podcast algorithm, gets more people seeing the show. You know, if we, you know, get there a little bit further when people search bourbon on the podcast app and they see us and it's like, Oh, Hey, I'll check this out too. But another great way of letting other people know about the show is just telling them if you love the, this podcast and you also, you know, have friends who love bourbon and you want them to hear it, by all means, tell them about it. Yeah. Even if you have friends that don't like bourbon, tell them about it. <laughs> and you want and you want them to like bourbon. Tell them about podcast. it. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter <laughs> to us. Just, just download it. Don't even hey, listen do this, to it. Do this thing for us, please. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, but just do download it. it. Don't even but listen. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Whatever works. No, that would be great if you could. You can do that. Uh, also, bourbonshop.threadless.com is where you can find all of our apparel and merchandise. Uh, as of right now, there is a, we're going to call it Cyber Week deal going on over there, uh, where all of the products are 15% off. So, until Friday of this week, you will be able to get 15% off at bourbonshop.threadless.com. So, go and check all that out. And then, last but not least, 
patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast is where you can become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month curtis i forgot to ask you this um and i meant to do this before we started recording would, would you be okay with taking another extra 30 minutes and recording this month's uh bonus episode for patreon yes okay cool <laughs> I thought you were going to straight up say no, and then I was going to be like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just figure it out on my own. <laughs> now, nah, so uh, this Friday, after this episode comes out, you're actually going to uh, be able to hear the bonus episode if you are a $10 and up patron on patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, when you become a patron of the show, you do get those bonus episodes, you get some live hangouts, uh, some live streams, uh, all of that is going to be ramping up here in December, so aww. <laughs> Sorry, Curtis just showed me their, their new pup. He's a good boy. Him's a good boy. Him's a good boy. Him's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. Uh, we really do appreciate that. If, I, if I'm if i getting personal uh, about the how much Patreon affects my life, um, as I said at the top of the show, Lucy's been sick for the past few days. And uh, because of Patreon, it has helped us, you know, cover medical bills and, and everything. And, you know, it helps us kind of keep the lights on and, you know, go day to day and everything. I mean, I do, of course, give a lot of time and, and energy to this podcast and by you all donating to the show. It helps out tremendously. So thank you all so much uh, for doing that right now. Anybody who becomes a patron of the show here in the future, that'd be fantastic. So, I'm going to wrap this up so we can record this uh, Patreon bonus episode. Kurt, you got anything else you want to say? Yeah, I'm not doing the Patreon. Oh, great. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, well, it's just going to be me. Okay. Do you care if I do it here in your in your apartment? Uh, well, you can do it outside on the porch. But... <laughs> it's like 12 degrees. Yeah, well. All right, fair enough. I'll get the bourbon to keep me warm. Yeah. I've got my bourbon to keep me warm. Yeah, you should make a song out of that. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. All right. Anyway, until next week, I'm Perry. I'm Curtis. And this is my bourbon podcast. <laughs>